pop everybody welcome to another episode of yala your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what terence good old humor man good old humor man yeah, the new yeah. week the new day the monday We're recording yeah. on monday morning uh mm. anything happened on, exactly. over the weekend that was monumental terence uh, not not monumental, but I think it was the. <laughs> I mean, we basically we were commemorating the final weekend wearing masks uh, in Singapore. Oh yeah, so wow. it kind true. of like yeah, like it dawned upon me as I was going around, out and about that yeah like, after this weekend it's it's gonna be mask free already. Yeah. Oh yeah, correct. Uh. shit, I forgot. Yeah. Today is twenty ninth August, the day where people so, can wear masks everywhere. Only have to wear masks in public transport and health institutions. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So, so it's a, uh, I don't know, you know, people maybe taking selfies with their mask on one last time, you know, to commemorate the, the, yeah, it's a momentous occasion now that we are ditching masks and uh, actively signaling to the world, we're done with COVID. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mm. Oh, shit. I mean, later when going to our studio, I'll be taking public transport. I won't, also when I enter the building, I don't need to wear the mask. Yeah, so, so yeah, you still got to go out with a mask. So, uh, I think yeah, that won't change. Just, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah you, you, like going to restaurants, all that you don't have to oh have a drink and then take off your mask and then no, yeah, like all, going all, to the all mall, that, that whole going to the mall, the mall, yeah, the mall, mall, yeah, no issues or so. Going yeah, to any exactly. shops or anything, no mask. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That is monumental. Right. Uh. It is. It is. Feels feels weird. Uh. Yeah, cool, doing man. It, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. After and I mean. Just, just the contrast. It was a monumental uh, lifting of the mask mandate generally, but the mm. news-wise, more like very high-level, high-level news, like High-level news. Yeah, yeah. I would say the world is is still yeah recovering from the uh, big weekend, I guess you know. The world, the world is recovering from the big weekend. Uh, as in everyone's, everyone's. It's been the weekend, so everyone's been chilling. Oh yeah, heard that yeah. much uh, big news going about. Yeah, recently. Yeah. But we do have a topic. We do have a topic to talk about. Mm. Um, and it is a big world. It's a, it's it's a concerns big, the world now, right? Yeah, Yeah. correct, correct. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, get into that, uh, just wanted mm. to do a little plug for something that is Yalabad related. Because, uh, you know, mm. we've been pushing out a lot more content on Yalabad's Instagram and TikTok. And we realized that our Ministry of Funny uh, TikTok, uh, for those of you who... Maybe you have no idea before Yala, but uh, I mean, we still are Ministry of Funny. We still mm. do create content, but we used to live primarily on YouTube and make YouTube videos. So with the Ministry of Funny TikTok account just being dormant, we figured, hey, you know, sometimes there are things that come up that are related to videos we made in the past. So last Friday, mm. we just uploaded um, one half of a video we made in 2017 that was titled mm. Asking Straight People Questions That LGBT people get. Um, mm. And it was me in front of the camera on the streets uh, near the near Orchard, Dobigod area, talking to Singaporeans. Uh, Terrence and the rest of our team were behind camera. And yeah, I think just with an account that started off with like 700 followers, it got is mm. currently at 450,000 views. Mm. Um, mm. So it just shows you the magic of TikTok. And it does make me feel a little no- nostalgic about the kinds of videos we used to make. Because uh. those kind of videos mm. were fun, man. It was a lot of work, but they were yeah. fun, man. And they were, yeah, they were from the mask-free era, you know. Uh, yeah. When you could just walk out to people on the streets and have a 
microphone in their face and then no issues like you know don't need to worry about wearing masks and all that yeah yeah and and the reason we uploaded that video specifically was because last week the whole there was a lot of talk about you know the the the, the planned repeal uh, repeal of mm. 377a so we figured hey and, we and made a video right. yeah. in that topic recently so we are going to be mm. uploading more stuff uh that we recorded mm. as long as it's tied to a certain current affair so you could you want to check it out see what we used to do like years ago uh mm-hmm. that would be wonderful it's a, a real a real throwback, I would say. Yeah, it's a real to throwback. Our old, uh. To our old, our old content, yeah. It's a real throwback. Uh. But yeah, yeah, that is for Ministry of Funny. Shall we mm. jump into the first topic, man? Yes, please. It's a big one. So let's go right into it. Yeah, so um, this this about a few days ago, the Vivian Balakrishnan, who is the mm. uh, Singapore's foreign minister, uh, minister of uh, MFA, mm. Uh, he gave a he did a sit down interview with the Lin Lee Fu from Straits Times, mm. um, under their big story segment. And for thirty minutes, he talked about like the future of Singapore and the risks we face as a as a nation. Yep. So we're gonna be talking about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but when you when you first watched the video, what were your thoughts, uh, Terence? At a high level, high level. Uh wow, it's a very serious topic, uh. and mm. um, after listening to it, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, we are stepping out of a pandemic, but it feels like we're, we're the, you know, the w- whole world might be entering another hole, uh, before we know it, lah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels like there's a lot of uh, negative. I wouldn't say negativity. There's a lot of uncertainty in the next uh next few years or so, lah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those. Those high level, uh, very high level discussion topics about yeah the future mm. of Singapore. Um, yeah. it was, I mean, essentially even the title of the video, uh, it is called, why, whoa, uh, wait uh, my YouTube tab is lagging. Come on, mm. come on YouTube. Ah, so the the title of the video is hostile influence ops targeting Singapore, a clear and current danger. So mm. he just talked about a few things that we will kind of give you like a TLDR summary of what he talked about because there's a lot to yeah. unpack and it's so high level, right? That, um, yeah, it will just be our, like just talking talking through what he said and and certain things that, I don't know, maybe we disagree with or agree. Mm, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's 30 minutes. Uh, obviously, you can watch it on Double Speed on YouTube. Mm. But uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, interesting observations as well that he makes about the world going forward. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so this, I mean, even the backdrop of the studio, it was done in the studio, it's post-NDR conversations. So it yeah. does feel like it was something that was very planned, uh, as in yeah. the schedule, uh, schedule ahead of time. It's almost yeah. like, okay, NDR, PM Lee sets the tone and then after yeah. that, uh, the different ministers um, will dive deeper into the different different topics and different themes. Yeah. And it's all 4G ministers, right? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, Vivian Balakrishnan is a 4G minister. But you, you know, is, like, is when we clear, talked yeah. about interviews by Straits Times last week and we were quite uh, critical, um, <laughs> how how was this? Because uh? I know the last time yeah. that, we, that we talked about the one they in, interviewed uh, Shamugam, they, yeah, they were quite smiley. They were yeah. not really asking him hard questions. What about this one? Uh? I thought this was much more professional, much, mm. much better. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Vivian Balakrishnan very good speaker, you know, well known last time as a great debater and everything. 
so so I mean he 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 could hold his own as a you know just speaking nonstop like, like almost like monologues. But but yeah, I think the questions were delivered uh quite professionally and and yeah and it, it fits the the gravity of the issues that he's talking about like, right. Yeah. So so I mean we can start going into it, but um so so first of all, essentially he laid the the groundwork for the situation that Singapore is in right now mm, and what the mm, near future will look like. La. So mm. one of the things he did say that the past six decades for Singapore, uh, you know, with the with the growth, the relatively consistent inflation and all, is all a thing of the past, mm. guys. It's all yeah. history. Yeah. You know, yeah. Going forward, there's a bunch of things to worry about, uh, which is something that quite a few ministers, including Tarman, has said the perfect long storm. Mm-hmm. The perfect long storm. And essentially, he he said there were four main things. Uh, yeah. So first of all, you know, like with Ukraine and Russia, uh, there's mm. a hint of war escalating, you know, potential yeah. war. Secondly, yeah. we've all heard about higher interest rates and higher inflation mm. um, yep. and the disruption to the supply chains and all that. And third, of course, mm. COVID. And mm-hmm. fourth, the potential food, energy, and water crisis. Mm, 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 and right. at, to sum it all, uh, to, the, the, to, to lay a nice blanket over all of that is that generally you see people getting pissed off with their governments more. Yeah, polarization, right? Yeah. So when yeah. you see that, right, uh, you're just hearing that, right? Well, what are you feeling, uh, Terrence? I mean, I'm feeling like... Uh... Uh like literally we're literally just taking baby steps out of the out of the this uh COVID nineteen pandemic now. Mm. And uh yeah, I mean I mean just at the, just looking at a micro scale, I still haven't been able to get my PS5, man. Uh you know, like supply chain issues all the way. I know it's a first world problem. It's a first world problem. <laughs> but I haven't even managed to buy my PS5 to type me through COVID, to type me through you know, the tough periods of, of, of uh, rising rising inflation prices. And then last week, you know what happened? What? Last week, Sony announced that it's increasing the price of the PS5 already. Is in it? Like all the, uh, almost all the major markets except the US. So I'm like, wow, before I even managed to, I haven't even been able to buy a PS5. And really, I step out of this like supposedly, you know, global crisis, pandemic, and, and, and shortage of chips and everything. And now there's a price increase somehow. But how Crazy, much did it right? increase? How much did it increase? I think like fifty dollars, uh, on average, uh, in like you know countries like Australia, Jap- even Japan faced the price increase. You know, so it's not and, it's not just limited to countries outside of Japan, uh, Yeah, and it's like eight hundred bucks, right, per per PS. Uh, I think yeah, I think it, that brings it close to eight hundred dollars, really. So so I mean that in a microcosm, that is like I know it's, in the larger scheme of things, it, it's kind of lame, but it tells you like that these problems are not. Not even not going away. They're getting worse, lah. You know. Yeah, la, yeah. I mean, you do part, sound yeah. like a douche, but you bring up a fair point, lah. <laughs> it is. It is. I. I yeah. mean, aside from you know, you seeing it all around you. Yesterday, when I went to uh, a local grocer, where you know the you can get the roast chicken, lah. The roast chicken, mm, right? You mm, know. Yeah. You, and like what what me and my fiance we love to do is buy the roast chicken. You know, shred it, mm. make some chicken salad and shit like sure. that. So sure. normally the roast chicken is like five ninety or something. Yesterday was nine ninety. Yeah. You know. Then I was like, what Holy the crap. fuck is going on with chicken? Then we realized, yeah, la, the, the repercussions of the chicken shortage. La. Mm, yeah. The chicken so, shortage. Yeah. Yeah, it, it affects everyone, regardless of how high level whatever uh, Vivian B was saying, like, you know, everyone on the ground, we feel it. La. We feel the effects, la, right? Yeah. 
And that's why like, after watching the interview, I mean, first of all, there are so many things that are kind of like hard to rebut as well because when he talks mm. about, okay, uh, tensions between US and China increasing, you know, at some yeah. point, it could, some some shit could happen. Like the one example he mm. gave was uh, that even if you look uh, the, the period before World War One, right, generally mm. there was mm. growth, there was prosperity after the Great Depression in 1929, uh, the, mm. the countries were emerging and working together. But he said what mm. they entered, which is what we could enter right now, is like some sort of a death spiral where mm. countries are okay with each other, but then they kind of form their policies based on how they think other countries would react. And then they mm. start mm. going towards that. And if everybody, every country does that, right, uh, yeah. they'll, shit could go down. La. And, yeah. and then when you hear that, you're like, oh my God. First of all, how are you going to rebut that? Um, yeah, right? yeah. It's not like something... You can't pofma that. That's a that's a statement. That's a hypothesis. But listening to it, I honestly felt after watching it, I felt sad, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, uh, you look at like even recently when uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the Senate, is it in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Speaker of the House, I think, when she went to Taiwan, right? Uh, you know that that's it was such a controversial issue because. Uh, yeah, it was the first visit by, you know, a, a big American official in Taiwan, right? And and about recognizing Taiwan sovereignty and blah, blah, blah. You know, all that is a very touchy issue in China and could has the potential to trigger a war. Mm. And then you ask yourself, how does it how is it that um that such a you know, such a big move by the US uh wasn't wasn't maybe not not say they shouldn't have done it, but how come it seemed like uh, you know, uh, Biden didn't have a very strong stand on it at all, uh. and mm. I think uh, the when when Biden apparently when Biden received a call from Xi Jinping, he said that that's a different branch of government is out of his hands, uh, You know, which is technically true. It's technically true, but but you think about it, the like the messaging within the country, the US, and you know, all, it sounds like you know there's certain there are a lot of different people with different agendas doing different things. And they're not all doing it all united as one country. Yeah. And that's where the local political interest, the political drama can bleed onto the world stage and cause things to happen that uh, that affect everyone around the world, right? Yeah. I mean, the one yeah. thing he said that was kind of like, it, gave, it felt like, okay, it added purpose was like, he said, you know, Singaporeans, there's so much uh, fake shit that's going on around the world. You need to stay informed. Mm-hmm. You need to yeah. stay informed. And I was like, yeah. yes, and Yalabad, it is our quest to keep people informed. Um, yeah. Of course, right after that, he said something which I think was the only thing uh, I would like to rebut in, in what he said is that, you know, mm. uh, as Singaporeans, you can check with credible news sources like mainstream media. Uh, yeah. uh, and he said, that, I was like, yo, man, I know you can't say anything else, but if you're encouraging people to, you know, consume uh, content or like that's diverse, you know, be skeptical, question everything. Yeah, that kind of that kind of, that statement uh, just feels a little like okay lah, okay lah. Uh, you can't say what you can't say. Uh, mm. but that made me that made me smirk a little bit lah. You you're saying that because because he said that mainstream media is the credible source. For, yeah, I mean it can be a credible source, but if you really want to protect against like because one of the things he said the risk of any country at this point, especially Singapore where we're so small, if we are not united, um, shit mm. could go down lah, and. Mm. If you see examples abroad, and I think even in Singapore of foreign entities or foreign players, I don't want to say players because that sounds foreign players sounds like a very uh, government kind of thing. Just mm. people from outside Singapore trying to sow discord in the world of social media, 
Um, yeah. And how Singaporeans need to be a little more, how you say, uh, questioning of stuff they see. Uh, yeah, mm. like he said you can check with uh, mainstream media. La. But the point yeah. is, mainstream media should be a source, but should be just one of a few sources that hopefully you can curate over time. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I was also quite surprised that he, he was very, very bullish that Singaporeans... Uh, you know, are very, you know, know of all the the problems around the world and everything, like, right? Mm, um, <laughs> I, I, I thought, I, I mean, I thought, uh, okay, I mean, Singaporeans do do read, we are exposed to a lot of different sources, but, uh, you know, generally, do, do does everyone really question the sources or, or you know, think about, uh, you know, where the, where the news is coming from? Mm. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, I, I still see a lot of, uh, yeah, people reading from like do very dubious news sources. I'm still getting a lot of random WhatsApp messages about you know uh, whether whether it was about COVID or whether it was about uh, you know like the Russia Ukraine war and things like that. I, I still see a lot of like forwarding of strange messages like this, What kind yeah. of messages do you get? No, I mean even just about Russia and 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 who who really instigated. You get the messages war. about Russia. Yeah, yeah, I get I get forwarded stuff like that, lah. Oh, you get forwarded, like, like you get that. forwarded. Yeah, yeah, forwarded. No, 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 oh. no. Not I thought one of those propaganda. scam callers, they call you, they're like, oh, instead of not MOH, not MOF mm. or something, they tell you about Russia. Yeah. Plus, plus the, yeah, plus the fact, they're talking about scam callers, plus the fact that the scam callers keep keep calling, plus they keep coming up with new and new, new and varied ways to keep scamming us. It must tell you that they really find Singaporeans very gullible in some way, like, right? There's, mm. no, there's, no, there's no smoke without fire or so, like, right? So um yeah, I would say maybe there needs to be more effort to to really get Singaporeans to be more media literate, lah, as they say. And I think maybe like there needs to be so just the the nature of these sort of interviews. I mean you can argue like, oh, you disagree mm. with Vivian Balakrishnan as a politician, you disagree with his views. But I don't know, hearing this, maybe there just needs to be more shit like this. Because I think Singapore, like I take a lot of things for granted. You know, it's so easy mm. to look at wars abroad uh, and you think but in Singapore if shit goes down right like mm. uh, what the hell is going to happen so mm. so also you know like uh, I mean we are running our own business uh, with the economy and the recession and, and all this talk of the world changing and all then it also mm. makes you think oh crap and you are bringing your second kid into this world uh, I'm mm. settling down this December it just makes you mm. think like oh shit uh, you know when he, especially when he said the past 60 years are uh, uh, we're done with that, you know. The new mm. world is going to be uh, a lot different. La. He did end mm. off with some optimism. La. He did say that, mm. you know, mm. yeah, like what you said, Singaporeans, uh, they, they, do, they are aware of global issues. Um, Singaporeans, we need to be united. We need to never take any sides between like the US and China or, or anyone else mm. and stand up for principles. But that's almost like, you know, you see those self-help gurus on Instagram, they say all the stuff that you should do, but do you actually do it? La? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I think it's it's one thing for a government official to be very positive about it, but the on the ground, I think like there's a lot of work to be done. Like for like what you said, like you know, like Singaporeans, uh, you know, really reading from more sources and and also understanding what each each of these sources, like what kind of agenda they might have as well, Right. Yeah. Um. Mm. But so I mean, the reality also is that when you when you hear these kind of things, uh. And maybe even the reality of the, the world these days, then you think about, oh, if people are going to be, you know, screwing up our civil harmony from overseas, mm. you know, 
yeah, maybe maybe that Foreign Interference Act is is a good thing. You know, maybe mm. if there's fake rumors and all, then maybe Pofma is Pofma is a good thing. And that's mm. when it's like, oh shit! Uh, if you set the stage as the world is gonna be potentially shit, we need to protect ourselves. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just makes everything else feel like, yeah, I I don't like it, but I think we need that. Do you feel that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think just over the the the, the last few days, uh, one of my one shot things was that. That, that graphic novel about the Holocaust, right? That I've been reading. Mm. And um, it's a very riveting read. La. And I, I, you know, I've always read a lot of books about the World War II and and, and the experience of, of Holocaust survivors. But I, I think that book really, like, um, resonated with me because they talk, it, it covers also not even just, the, you know, how how his dad survived the, the Holocaust, but, you kind of he he walks you through what his dad's day is like, uh, what his dad's life was like after the war as well, uh, you know, mm. and and how you see a lot of effects that long term effects that Holocaust had on his 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 family and everything uh. So it just, I mean, it was just very um very compelling to read. But at the same time, yeah, I felt quite like, oh my god, you know, like the world at this point, at, at that point of time, like the it was, it got to such a stage that things were so crazy, like you know, like like genocide and everything. And um, I was just trying to think for myself, like, what, what if you know the world? You know, how, is there a possibility of the world getting to that that stage again? Uh, you know, mm. where, where big superpowers are at war, and and you know, like, uh, like uh, populations of people being displaced, and 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 really great suffering for for the men on the street while while nations were fighting it out. Uh, you know. Mm. But, so then when I listen to something like from this this speech from Vivian B, I'm like, oh shit, man. Yeah, actually, yeah, there is a, there is a real danger of, of of things spiraling out of control, uh, local politics bleeding onto the, the international scene and uh yeah, and, and it, conquering the pandemic is just maybe step one of like, you know, the the shit that we're about to go go through. Lah. Yeah. And and I think because if you think about it, both of us we were born in the early eighties, first half of the eighties, mm, right? Mm. Um, yeah. I I think our listeners are across all ages and demographics. But if mm. you think about our childhood, you know, I mean, generally, it felt like okay, there'll be some scandal here, scandal there. And I mean, it like, there were times like like the 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 Cold War and what was happening in the Middle East with Kuwait. But I don't know, there was lack of info. You know, the info mm. wasn't that accessible. But it felt generally happy, lah. You know, um, mm. Mm. but then these days, um, you you have all this kind of stuff. Uh, with the world happening around, and I think that 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 almost happiness kind of take things for granted. Everything will be okay. Uh, mm. maybe that really needs to change, lah. I think COVID was a wake up call. But then now you look, mm. we came out of COVID, thankfully not as bad as a lot of countries. Mm. So then, yeah. we we can't get complacent because you what you were saying about can you imagine a a a time when like um you know if Singapore or like the world goes to shit, you imagine the people in Ukraine, right? Uh, mm. you know, Kiev. Mm. Up till early this year, they were living like a first, like a, a first world. No, U- Ukraine is not considered. I think developing, first world. I think, developing. but 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 Kiev, they had a lot of yeah. They've got engineers. They have technology companies, yeah. and you know they were doing a lot of uh interesting things, like right? Yeah, yeah. But Kiev, you um you it is a metropolitan city, and to have their life upended like that, it could happen to Singapore, man. Holy shit! Mm. Holy yeah. shit! So. Yeah, it just it's just like walaway, and um, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe 
I, you know, like last time when we, when we, in some of the work we did around counter-terrorism and all for like yeah, content, yeah. we also met some individuals who led some crazy lives, right? Yeah. Maybe we yeah. should try and get those people like as guests also. Uh. I think so. I think so. And, uh, and just to get perspective about, uh, how we have it in Singapore. So yeah, that's one of the things like, like I, now coming out of the pandemic, you know, you, you, you meet up with a lot more people and all that, right? Yeah. Like one of the things, if I do meet foreigners and foreigner friends and all that who are still in Singapore after the pandemic, one of the things I, I, I love to ask them is like, what do you think of Singapore now? You know, mm. after living through the pandemic here or, or having gone home during the pandemic and then now you're back here again and everything. Uh, and, and yeah, like how, how do you feel about life? Because like? you know, at one point, everyone was just really upset about how Singapore was taking on these draconian measures mm. with regards to the pandemic, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now now that the, the dust has settled a little bit. What do you think about uh, life here? La? There, there's one of the interesting questions I'd like to ask and um, the answers have been quite illuminating. La. The things that they that they have, um, that these foreigners who, you know, expats who live in Singapore and all have come to appreciate about Singapore la, that, that yeah, la, we take for granted and all, like you say. Yeah. And I mean, even to anchor it in something that is more, you know, uh, more 2022, like I remember you and I were both with a, a bunch of uh, people a few weeks ago who, yeah, there were expats in that group. And we were talking about Web3 and crypto, right? Um, mm. It was, you know, in Singapore, there's a general like, okay, yeah, you know, Web3, crypto, the, the enthusiasts are fucking excited about it. But there's a lot mm. of people who are skeptical and on the fence. Uh. But there were two yeah. people in that crowd. One, uh, one was from Argentina, one was from Venezuela. And they said, you guys, your banking system works in their countries, mm. right? Web3 is, is almost like, like it's a savior of some sort or, the, or the, the potential of blockchain and crypto because there the banking situation is fucked up. Inflation is insane. Then you listen mm. to it, you're like, ah, that kind of makes mm. sense. Yeah. Right? In Singapore, we, the fucking POSB app, when it can't log in in five seconds, I'm like, hey, fuck this, you know. What the hell? <laughs> Come on, POSB. Well, yeah. Why I cannot do my yeah. two-factor authentication so seamlessly? Um, yeah. But yeah, then... It just makes you think, oh, crap. And because we also haven't been traveling maybe the past few years, mm, um, mm. you know, traveling, you just get exposed to other other countries. And not to say you go there, you're like, oh, fuck, everything sucks except yeah. Singapore. It just opens yeah. your mind. La. It just opens your mind. Opens your mind and it makes you think about, uh, you know, what you, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like NDR, la, but like what you value and then what's what's important for you also, la, right? Yeah. yeah. What, a, what yeah. a way to start a Monday, man. It is, yeah, right. heavy, heavy topic. Uh. But yeah. I mean, you know, like like last week, like when we were talking about 377A and everything, uh, a lot of these existential questions about what it means to be Singaporean and, and what it means to live in Singapore harmoniously and all that, uh, all those came up as well, uh, right? In mm, very contentious mm, ways. So so this one is a bit more of a, I guess a bit of a, a reality check that, um, yeah, you know, it, it's like, even if you think that things aren't perfect in Singapore, uh, you look outside and you think about how bad is it, you know, how good or how bad is it elsewhere, like, right? Yeah. And and the whole world is kind of like uh, experiencing this problem right now, like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, you count out of the government, you listen to everything, you know, but if you just look at it from a personal level or society level, right? Uh, mm. Yeah, what, what we have, it is very fragile and it's something mm. that you can have all your political issues and all, but guys, we are one. We are Singapore. Okay, I don't mean to wow. sound that preachy, but it's just something like, like uh, uh, yeah, just just spend some time to think, man. After after yeah. hearing this, hopefully, uh, check out the 
interview Vivian B did, um, yeah. you can disagree with him and all, but if you go to a call, right? Uh, yeah, man. Woo! Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes. But I mean, exactly. generally, there's still a lot of things to be excited about. You know, yes, like yes, technological yes. innovation is faster than ever before, probably healthcare innovation and all that. But yes. sometimes, if you get caught up with all that, I think you forget some of the, the reality checks, man. Yeah, that's right. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, tough, tough one. But yeah, yeah. so, uh, but that, that is, I mean, speaking of, Speaking of traveling and then and then also, you know, getting a little bit of perspective as well. Uh, some things some things never change, right? Some yeah. old habits die hard. Some old habits die hard. And uh you, you can see this again in the form when Singaporeans or all people from Singapore travel overseas and come back, right? Mm-hmm. You see some of the behaviors uh come up and, and so form of this it becomes uh, something to discuss la. And what is this uh bad behavior? Um, recently on a Singapore Airlines flight, um, someone mm. from the, the, the tiny little website you may never have heard of, Stomp, mm. um, yeah. like a user uh, uh, uploaded a video taken in the premium economy class of the SIA flight from Bangkok, where mm. the plane was taxiing, uh, taxiing um, yeah. and I think the seatbelt, the, the sign or the notice to take off seatbelts was not announced yet, but because it was taxiing, because it was not in the air, the customers mm. started getting up and getting their bags uh, or grabbing their bags from the overhead compartments. Mm. So, according to this article, like falling dominoes, the passengers in the premium economy returned to their seats one by one, save for a man in blue cap and grey polo t-shirt with stripe. Oh, but that was because mm. two stewardesses had to tell them to, to sit down, but they had to tell yeah. them many times. Yeah. So yeah. then someone else stood up and this storm video was just recorded the whole time. So it didn't go crazy viral, but it did appear in the news. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's what happened. So Terrence, mm-hmm. uh well what what do you think? Uh? I mean, given that just now you're bitching about not being able to get your PS five. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean, um but as, I mean we, we all have seen I'm sure we all when traveling have seen this kind of behavior before la. Uh, mm. and and uh, I, I just want to point out it's not exclusive to Singapore or Singaporeans at all la, right Mm-mm-mm. so I was kind of wondering also like why or how the the person you know whether the person recording video or someone near the person recording a video was saying that this is uh, Singaporeans la. I think like there was a they basically calling out eh, Singaporeans la, right Mm. And then I think the stomper also himself uh, posted it. It was a group of Singaporeans started removing their baggage from overhead compartment. So how come they're so sure it's Singaporeans, uh, right? Mm. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not trying to be a xenophobe or anything. Like, I'm just saying that, you know, uh, it's also a very Singaporean behavior to just assume that everything's about Singapore. Uh, don't, mm. don't be so egocentric about it also, like, right? Mm-hmm. It could be other foreigners as well, like, right? Yeah. I mean, I think because people haven't been traveling as much the past two years, they maybe forgot certain things that were the norm. Mm. Because yes. when I saw the video, I'm like, fuck, man, this happens on every flight. Um, yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't know about business class and first class, but uh, premium mm. economy, economy, budget, everywhere it happens. When I saw this, yeah. I was like, oh, Lawe, you haven't uploaded to Storm for how long? You How itchy is here? Yeah, why do you have to whip out the phone and, and record it like that and then, you know, label them their behavior and all I also don't like that right yeah exactly um, yeah. so yeah label and it just feels like uh, and I mean we, we are also talking about it 
But uh, just feels like I, I'm not even going to say go watch the video. Um, <laughs> because don't click on the article link in the show notes. We will put it there yeah. for reference. But don't. Yeah. Because if... Yeah, but, yeah. Because... No, no, go ahead. Because, no, the, because, because, because if articles and videos like this get more traction, it doesn't yeah. do a service to anyone. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to point out that at the end of the day, they stood up and they were, yeah, like they were not doing it right. But after the students asked them to sit, sit down, they actually sat down quite fast. Yeah, right? that's why. <laughs> so Maybe that's it's not why like they stood up there. Maybe yeah, that's why he said no, they're Singaporean. Because they comply. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, so don't don't just label it as Singaporean behavior and all that. So, like, you know, I mean, at least they complied and then they didn't make a fuss about it that they had to be dragged out of the plane or anything like that, like, right? Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, Maybe whatever reason, like maybe they all had they 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 ate something wrong and they need to go toilet or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, just don't be so quick to whip out your phone and judge them via your your phone camera, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah. It's always funny, like funny when it's on Facebook the video, and I look at it. What a fucking Mm. stupid video! Then I see some of my friends have liked it. Oh really? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Do you have you messaged these friends and, no. and asked them why they held it like? I mean, it? I want oh, to say okay, friends okay. like acquaintances who I am Facebook friends with la. Ah, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. So then I see, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah? Really? Yeah. yeah. Don't know, uh, man. Like, they just, it's just uh, I guess like yeah, like, People like to call out other people's behavior, but but I'm not not reflect but, on re- reflect a little bit on on you know, is the act of even calling it out necessary la, Right. Yeah, maybe someone was taking a video of this guy with their own phone saying, hey, cannot use phone yet. This guy take out his phone to take video. Exactly. No. Yeah. You, the, the phones also, I, I don't know whether you're supposed to be whipping out your phone while the plane's still taxiing or so, right? Yeah. I mean, on taxiing, uh-huh. uh, I think forgivable. I don't know what the official stance is, even though I used to work in an yeah. airline. But mm. on the flip side, do you think anything good can come out of videos like this being uploaded or not? Uh... Really no la. no la. I don't think so. Really, uh, I think there's very little. Yeah. What 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 do you get out of that? That, that I mean, that just the, knowing that if you want to take your bag early in your future yeah, flight, will, someone will take a video. Yeah. But it is could be, yeah, a, it could, yeah. Is there Maybe a, it's a reminder la. Yeah. Is there it's a, a reminder la. So no, is there some benefit? Not, uh. Why is barely, it not la, very barely. Because I think you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I know. I'm trying to put a positive spin on this episode because everything is like. The world is going to end. Depressing. No, you think about yeah. it, okay? After today, people are not going to have to wear masks on planes uh, if mm. the country they're flying to doesn't require it. La. So, yeah, that means correct. these sort of videos, you might be able to be identified. So, is it not a mm. deterrent, Terence? It's not, uh, it's Tom not doing God's work. No, no, it's not a deterrent. It's not a good deterrent. I, I still think, I still think that I would rather people not be taking videos like that. Yeah, because mm. you know it's just it's just like uh, yeah. Don't I mean, don't be so quick to judge with your phone, uh, Yeah, don't be so quick to judge with your phone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but cool. And if uh, people do maybe post maybe videos, we can find some what? positivity when we when we look at the one show comments, uh, Yeah, yeah. No, but I I wanted to echo something uh from our first topic. If you do see a video like this being posted on Stomp and Facebook, remember to question. Mm. Okay, just question mm. because there are players out there. Trying to fuck Singapore up. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yourself, question. Like, yeah. Question. Necessary. Yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Yes. You have a one short comment. Uh, let, me, let me, let me, let me pull it up. Do you have a, yeah. anything yet? 
I do, I do. Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, if, if anyone has, has been, you know, following us on social media and all that, they've probably noticed that we post, we post a lot more, sorry, that was my TikTok. We post a lot more on, uh, on you know, TikTok, Instagram and all, right? Mm. And um, remember, I, I don't know if we go back many, many episodes ago when we spoke to Noah Yap. Remember good old Noah Yap, the our yeah. boys to our boys to men actor and all. Uh, and our own, yeah, he acted in our shows as well, right? The amazing yeah. showman and all. Um, I think he he said something about TikTok. He said TikTok is the most toxic. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, don't right. even remember the episode when. when yeah, he yeah, no, I remember, out. I remember. He said I remember, that TikTok I users, yeah, TikTok users are the most toxic, and I think we were trying to to discern why he he said that, or even just dissect that a little bit and and understand why he specifically is saying TikTok users are the most toxic, mm. And um, I think over the weekend I've come to the realization why already, lah. Yeah. Why? It's just the nature of the medium that uh you know it, the the because everything the vi- like even the videos that we cut up for TikTok from a podcast right mm. when taken out of context um you know without the full context of what we talk about or who we are as people and all uh, it's very easy to think that that yeah, oh this person is like this like because I watched a short video about him them and they said this so I think specifically for us when we when we spoke about um the mask mandate, no saying that, you know, no more masks going forward. And we're asking about we're talking about why the mask mandate is happening now. Mm. I think we were sarcastically sarcastically pointing out that um, you know, the mask, uh the easing of the mask requirements was announced next to the repeal of 377A. La. And I think we just casually labeled in a sarcastic fashion that oh, one is bad news, one is good news, like, right? Mm-hmm. Bad news being the repeal of three seven seven A, and and uh, the good news being the removal of the mask, like, and that was completely a sarcastic comment, like, right? Because I think we made very clear before what our views about it are and all that, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but immediately the comments, the comments started started flying in, started, started flying in about, hey, why is why is the repeal why is the repeal of three seven seven A bad news? Was that misunderstanding about expectations? How is the repeal of 377A bad news? What's the bad news exactly? exactly? Typical mm. boomer mentality. So, um, yeah, I, I just realized that, yeah, everyone on TikTok just, just takes at face value whatever's on TikTok and not realizing that this is just a much smaller, shorter excerpt of a much lo- longer conversation and dialogue that, that people have. And uh, they just judge you on that. They just need to put the comment out there, need to get it you know, get it out there and, and get likes and everything. And, you know, without even like, uh, you know, researching a little bit more into it. And TikTok probably, because of the nature of the medium, you watch one mm. video, you comment, you move on. You watch one video, comment, you move on, you know? Mm. Um, they don't they don't let you deep deep dive into a topic or deep dive into a creator's uh, portfolio or anything like that. Lah. And then, yeah, this is why, this is why TikTok is, 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 uh, is, ru- is ruining a whole, a but, whole generation of people. Uh. But but the same uh, can be said about Facebook and Instagram also. Uh. Right? Uh, yes, but take, I would say, yeah. I would say it's accelerated on TikTok because of the way you are fed new content. You know what I mean? Mm. Like like Facebook, you scroll, then you stop and you read and, and you, you read within the browser, everything. That, but you're still like engaging with the content. It's text, it's video, it's, it's images, like, right? slower content. Mm. But because TikTok is just short video clips like that, right? And 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 almost like like you you heard me switching on my phone and all, it just bombs you with content from the very moment you are in the app, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um that that's what I think is is the the difference uh, is that it really um uh, just makes you want to 
uh, get excited or, or get aroused just in a very quick moment. And then after that, it shows you more and more and just keeps showing you new things to distract you. Mm, doesn't allow you to really stop and think and understand, try and click here, click there a little bit more about her and do some research on what, what is the context of what people are doing or saying. Yeah. Mm. But then... So, uh, so that's why, that's some, one... I, I mean, I, I know this is a one short comments segment, but I'm just pointing out that these are the comments that we're getting on TikTok. They are very different from... from other mediums that we, we post on as well. Terrence, you started the one show commenting saying you want to find some positivity <laughs> and look what the fuck happened. Yeah. You're yeah, just saying correct, that TikTok correct, yeah. is toxic right in the same like yeah. 30 minutes after we were telling people, hey guys, go check out this video uploaded on TikTok. <laughs> Terrence, you're a man of contradiction. No? <laughs> it's, I mean, social media is a, it's a very complex, complicated. No, but uh, can I also say that those comments, yeah. you get it, but it's not mm. all the comments are bad, lah, right? I, I'm saying for this particular post that we oh, this for this, particular for this segment, kind of polarizing like, topic three, for to get three like almost similar comments mm. in the same in the same angle it was quite like whoa you know to me it was like nobody yeah I just I mean I I replied them just hashtag sarcasm la, you know mm. hoping that that kind of makes them understand a little bit lah yeah mm. I see, I see. but uh, yes mm. please do still check out our TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so you can also see yeah. firsthand of the comment, uh, the comments that we don't really like to receive, or we receive, but mm. it's part and parcel of the game, la. It's part and parcel of the game. Yeah, part yeah. and parcel of the game. And I mean, the onus is probably on us to you know make sure that you know we we engage with it properly as well, la, Right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Or, correct. or even not engage if it's if it's really toxic, la, Like like what Noah says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. But yes, what is this? Bring some positivity to the world. <sighs> Mr. Tilani. Uh, okay, yes. so oh, my on one short comment was a comment from, uh, I think, last week, five days ago, from long-time mm. Redditor, but then Ho. Um, mm. She just posted a meme uh, like uh, when of uh, like a cartoon man just puking with the caption when you hear your own voice in a recording. And her caption for mm. the post was, I wonder if the guys feel relatable to this meme. Personally, I've grown fond of their voices. So thank you for growing fond mm. of our voices. But I will also say that every time I hear my voice on a podcast now or I see myself in a video or in a, mm. on a TV show or ad, I still cringe. Um, mm. Much less than I used to, but I still find it very unnerving to listen to myself or watch myself. Yeah, yeah. What about you? It, it, um, I think I kind of stopped caring already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I think uh, uh, no, like when I've you do, point, when you do hear yourself when I do hear yeah, it yeah I, I stop caring about it too much really because I know for a fact my voice is kind of weird you know I know my voice breaks sometimes in the middle of nowhere I know everyone has brought this up oh, very monotone very, very blah blah so everyone has brought it up to me multiple times in my life mm. so I don't like it's like at this point, it's not even an issue to me. So you you got walls, yeah. uh, You got you got emotional walls to guard to guard yourself. Calluses, emotional calluses. calluses, uh, right? calluses. Yeah. <laughs> but if you dig down, I'm crying and and puking inside, uh. <laughs> But I think I think I think it's normal, uh. I think I think it's normal. Um, and normal, yeah, yeah, it's normal. normal, and it's just one of those things. You if you if you uh, have never really experienced it, even though I find that hard to believe, you just record yourself on your phone and you listen. And chances are you'll be yeah, like, oh, yeah, I yeah. sound like that. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm always... And, 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 I, I, what? Sorry, what? Um, which is, no, I was going to go on a tangent, but, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, uh, which is why I'm always super impressed by people who can do great impressions. 
you know, like Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx or some of the SNL cast. Because yeah. what you hear in your head is very different from what other people hear. So how are they that yeah. good? Because then they're impersonating someone that they are hearing. It fucking blows my mind. Like. Yeah. It blows my mind. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it involves them performing and then recording and then trying to tweak from there. Like. Mm, that's right, that's right. But yeah. So uh, yeah, I, my point I was going to make was that uh, I've been listening to that that uh, Joe Rogan, Mark Zuckerberg interview. Mm. And uh, it's probably the most the most uh, human that you will hear Mark Zuckerberg being. Like. Mm. And um, then I went back to go and listen to when Mark Zuckerberg, we you know, was, was he was doing the Metaverse announcement and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Then and how like how like weird it sounded when he was trying to sound excited. Mm. When actually he's a very logical, monotone kind of explainer, like, you know? Mm. And and then yeah, so so actually if you try to sound like someone else, if you try to oh sound excited because you are you you got a presentation coming up, it can actually really backfire. Like. It can make it sound very inauthentic, like, right? Mm, mm, mm. So I would say learn to yeah, embrace what your voice is and, and learn its strengths and its weaknesses and but but yeah, just, just you gotta just learn to not care about it after a while. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! Yeah, cool. That's right. All right. And what cool, cool, about cool. your one show thing? Um, my one show thing is a video that I think Rice Media's YouTube channel mm. posted earlier this month. It's uh, it's I think August sixth. It was called "Are Gen Z's effing up the workplace?" I mean, I say "eff up" because they censored the the vulgarity there, mm. and it's basically like um. A ping pong match between uh two Gen Z employees and uh a boomer and a millennial employee. Like a literal ping pong uh, game. Yeah, they are playing at a ping pong table and they're asking they are both answering questions that are, are brought up by a neutral person in the middle. Mm. So so they, they ask about various things like, oh, is texting on weekends, uh texting texting about work on weekends acceptable? Uh, you know, what if uh, what if an employee needs to take MC? To, uh, you know, is it is it the right thing for for them to take MC for mental health issues and things like that? Uh, and it was quite quite. I would say it was quite interesting, like, You know that that the uh, they got their own employees to answer these questions, and uh, I think I, I'm I'm guessing they they you know the they they managed to get a so called boomer a boomer person to also uh, agree to be in front of camera and sort of uh tell him what and, and really tell the Gen Z's what he thinks about the their work ethic and things like that. Mm. So it was um it was quite an interesting video, quite interesting watch to just just hear the different views and then really yeah bring brings you to understand how Gen Z's in the workplace are thinking about work versus uh the boomer or millennials. Is it? It's kinda of crazy that millennials at, at this point are being put in the same bucket the as boomer. boomers. because mm. uh, like Five years ago, you know, everyone was like, oh, millennials in the workplace, millennials in the workplace, how to handle. Now it's really just moved on. Millennials are seen as like boomers. Yeah, really, that's right. Is it a long video? Yeah. Uh, it's a six-minute video. Oh, six-minute video. It's, 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 it's a short video, quite entertaining. Yeah, so I do do check it out. Now. Cool. Um, My my one short thing is a, is a YouTube kind of series done by a YouTuber who went viral a few months ago. But um, it, mm. it's a Ryan Trahan, Trahan, um, and Ryan Ryan what? Ryan Sorry? Trahan, T R A H A N, um, and I was just reading okay. a case study of what he did recently, and that was to do a thirty-day uh kind of vlog series where he set out mm. to deliver a penny to Mr. Beast, who mm. is one of the biggest YouTubers in the world, uh, and he would go mm. cross-country across the U.S. and with nothing more than a penny, just 
go across. Uh, so he would, you know, trade a penny for something, then trade and buy mm. up and all. And it was done over 30 days. And mm. like it, it fucking blew up the internet, man. Because I think it got like mm. know, a billion impressions. Uh, he skyrocketed. Yeah. He got a few million new subscribers. And it was just like the, the case study I'm reading is something like uh, talking about how you know, in the age where Mr. Beast has set the standard where every video he spends like a hundred thousand, like at least like sometimes a million dollars and there's this push mm. to make better and higher production value YouTube videos. This guy just had his editor with him uh, and uh, mm. and uh, a camera dude, a camera guy uh, and mm. they would just churn out videos every day. La. And mm. it was like, you see on Twitter, people were saying that, oh, it was my daily schedule for the past month. What am I going to do? And it, it's just so cool mm. because he kind of did something fresh in the YouTube space. La. So basically, you follow his journey. Yep. Um, I remember yeah, when yeah, Casey yeah. Neistat started vlogging years ago, I was like, hey, shit, this is damn cool. You're literally following this guy's journey. Um, but he's a more general life. La. But this one was just, he set up the quest, he set up the challenge, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to mm. go back and check out his videos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he combines a few, quite a few interesting ideas, la, right? Let's look at this. Like, I mean, he combines... The, the idea of trading up from, yeah. from nothing, right? Yeah. He combines the the cross-country road trip. He combines the idea of like attempting to get the attention of a, a very big celebrity, you know, to 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 accept something from him. So yeah, it's, it's, I think, yeah, this last sounds interesting. Yeah, man. Cool, man. And I think he dropped yeah. off from school to pursue uh, a life as a creator. Wow. Yeah, man. Hardcore. But yeah, can check out those videos. Oh. And yeah. I guess that's all for today, man. So, managed yeah, to get a podcast out. This, yeah. this episode brought a smile to people's faces. <laughs> or a reality check <laughs> that makes you question your life and where we are as a nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sweet, man. All right. All right. Talk to you all cool. soon.